Amen. Praise God today. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we just come to you this morning, we know that you are alive, God, that you are well, and that you are here amongst us today. And God, I thank you so much that you rose from the grave, conquering sin, conquering death. And God, that we serve a Savior who is in this world today. And I pray, God, as your people, that we will just be willing to live for you. God, that we would bless you with our lives. Thank you for everyone that is here today, God. I pray you speak to us through your word. I pray for Pastor Lee as he brings your message. God, I pray it does not lay on deaf ears today. I pray that people's lives will be radically changed by the power of your word. Thank you again for loving us. Thank you for Jesus Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. So uh, Thanksgiving morning is the uh, annual Thanksgiving trot. And this year, the proceeds are going to be given to uh, the, the Anderson family for little Brady and the medical expenses that he's incurred through the last uh, year's treatments and everything takes place. So um, there's a table out back and some ladies are back there manning that table. At the end of the service, if you'd like to sign up, please come by right over here and do that. It's a fun time. I've done it three or four times. Uh, you can walk uh, or jog or run a mile or a 5K. I think the mile starts at 8 and the 5K is shortly after that at some point. And uh, there's all shapes and sizes out there running. And I'll be out there running or jogging or uh, shuffling my feet down a road. So uh, come on out and participate for such a good cause and, and truly lots of fun. A lot of people in the Lido community come and participate. So Thanksgiving trot, Thanksgiving morning. And a, a, another motivator I think to do it is guiltless desserts. <laughs> of course, there's never such thing as guiltless desserts, but you can talk yourself into it a little better if you come and do the Thanksgiving trot. So we're talking about spirit-filled relationships from Ephesians chapter 5. And there's three relationships in here that are crucial. The relationship between husbands and wives, the relationship between parents and their children, and then relationship between slaves and masters. And we'll talk about that one next week. But today, Holy Spirit-filled, controlled relationship between children and their parents. Now, in chapter 5, verse 15, we see the foundation of these three teachings. And Paul says to the church in Ephesus, be careful how you live. That's a good message for all of us. We need to begin every day with that one. We need to think about that. Today, I need to be careful how I live. And of course, the opposite of that is being careless how we live, not thinking through the decisions we make. So we begin, and part of being led by the Spirit is positioning ourselves in a spot where we're able to be careful. We're thinking through it. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, don't be drunk with wine <clears throat> because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And being filled with the Holy Spirit means that we are controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
is our primary motivator. It's our guide. It's, it's the force in our life that causes us to think and to do and act in certain ways. Now, don't be drunk with wine. If you have a glass of wine, maybe there's no impact on you. Two glasses, maybe no impact. But you start getting to three and maybe four. Obviously, at some point along the way, the wine begins to take over. And so everyone in Ephesus would understand that because wine was an everyday experience. And so they would recognize that they are not to be controlled by wine, but they're to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And there's two results when we're controlled by the Holy Spirit. There's a song in our heart. That means there's joy in our heart and there's thanksgiving in our life. We are a thankful, thankful people. Okay, so this is the foundation of our relationships being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so spiritual living, spirit filled relationships is what Paul is teaching. So young people, be careful how you live. Be careful. Now, my day and time was a rough time when I was a kid. Your grandparents time was a rough time when they were a kid. There's always been a rough time. But today, it is because of technology, because of the way society is today, it's far more complicated than it's ever been. Now, things like social media, things like pornography. When I was a kid, if anyone had any pornography, it was really rare. Now, I remember the first time I saw a pornographic picture. It was in the back of a pickup truck when I was 10 years old going to baseball practice. And the way we would do it back then is, is the coach would come around his pickup truck and we would jump in the back. I know you don't, that's wrong. I know that's wrong. <laughs> but that's the way it was back in those days. And, and you'd drive to the ballpark, and one of the guys on the team says, let me show you all something. Look what I found in the alley. And he began to show us a magazine. That was my first exposure to it. Now, today, phones. I mean, it's so available. It is, it is all over the place. You guys, you guys are living in a very complicated world. And it's going to get worse. And so I don't think there's ever been a time in, in the history where we have more importance placed on this. Just very quickly, be careful how you live. Now, if you're going to be careful how you live, you're going to guard yourself. You're going to be aware of things. You're going to be wise. And it says, don't live like fools. Fools don't have any concern for that. Fools are wide open. Fools are let anything goes. But you need to be careful about how you live your life. You need to be, you need to be careful about what you're exposed to. You need to be careful about how you think, what you think about. You need to be careful about who you hang out with. You'd be careful about those things. And I'm going to say that same thing five, six, seven, eight, nine times a day until we get where we need to get. So stay with me. Be careful how you live. Live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Don't act thoughtlessly 
understand what the Lord wants you to do. If you don't understand what the Lord wants you to do, meet with me after church, and I'm here to tell you I'll stay as long as you want. And I'll talk to you about that. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't go through life not understanding what the Lord wants from you. That's crucial. That's what the Scripture here says. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we also see here in verse 21, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Relationships are strong when relationships are built on because of the Lord, because we're in the Lord, because we're followers of Him, because we're following the example in the life of Jesus then our relationships are formed, molded. The foundation is because we belong to the Lord. And, and we relate in the family because we belong to the Lord. Because we're His. And because we're His, we follow Him, and we read, and we learn, and we're exposed to what truth says, the Word says, about how these relationships are to be lived out. And because we belong to the Lord, we are focused in being what God wants us to be and doing what God wants us to do. Understand what the Lord wants from you. Then we have the illustration of wives and husbands. Wives are to be submissive to the Lord as they are submissive to their husband, they are the Lord. And husbands are to love their wives like Christ loved the church. And now we come to chapter 6. Children, obey your parents. Obey your parents. Boy, we don't want to hear that, do we? The other day I was talking with a, 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 one of our youth ministers and, and he talked about that they said, he said, obey your parents, live for your, you know, do those things. And the kids would, ah, I don't want that. You know, it's so uncomfortable. We don't talk about that. But right up here, clear as a bell, it says, children, obey your parents. And it gives us the reason. Because you belong to the Lord. Why do you obey your parents? Because you belong to the Lord. That's why you obey them. He gives us the reason. It's his system. It's his method. It's his procedure. It's what he wants. It's his design. It's his design. Now, if you put diesel in a gas engine, it doesn't run well, does it? Right? If you put, if you put gas in a diesel engine, it doesn't run well. It's not the way it's designed. If you put jet fuel in a car, it, it's not a good idea, right? It's not going to work out well for you. Right? There's a process, there's a design that needs to be followed. You've got to put the right fuel in the right vehicle for it to operate correctly. Now, that is same of the relationship between children and parents. Now, if there's a lot of conflict going on between the young person and the parents, it's because you're putting in the wrong gas. You're putting the wrong gas, and most likely the very beginning place is not obeying your parents. Now, to obey your parents, that means that you've got to be seen as kind of prude in school for the most part. 
obeying your parents means that you're going to have people that you thought are friends are going to depart from you along the way. Because they're not going to be around someone, most likely, of, of someone that doesn't obey their parents. But I'm here to tell you, if they're not going to hang out with you because you're obeying your parents, they're not those you want to hang out with anyway. Okay? So, obey your parents. Why? Because you belong to the Lord. Honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. The word honor means that they, there's such respect for your parents that you give tremendous weight to them. And the idea is like the, the uh, uh, weight system. You know, you put weights over here and you get it measuring right. And you honor your mother and father so much that you give them so much weight that they are the main influencer because you honor them. To honor them means you respect them. To honor means that you pay attention to what they have to say and you treat them with respect. And as they get older, you honor them. You honor their position. You honor their place. Now, people always want to bring up there, what about if my parents do not belong to the Lord? What if my parents are not giving real good, clear guidance and guidance that God would want? God's always first. You can still honor your mother and father and, and, and you can listen to what they have to say. It doesn't mean you have to go through with it if it's against what God would have to say, Right? But for the most part, here today, guaranteed we can say, honor your mother and father. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. It says, this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you and you will have a long life on the earth. Now, there's a little bit of disagreement what that means. Some people say it's not talking about length of days. It's talking about quality of life. Other people say, well, it's talking about length of life. It's not cut short. So regardless, there's a promise. It will go well with you if you grow up with obedience to your mom and dad and respect and honor for them. Now, that means that you learn the right things at the right time. The, 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 the primary people in your life in the formative days to grow from, to learn from, is your mom and dad. That's God designed. Okay? If, if, if you have learned something that's not of God, obviously you need to remove those things and hold on to what is of God in your formative times and how you've grown with your parents, okay? So, obey your parents, honor your parents. That means your parents are to be the main influencer in your life, okay? Now, let's talk about the order of influence in your life. First of all, it's God, mutual submission to the Lord. God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Number one influencer in your life. Number two influencer in your life, right under God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, is your parents. You need to be learning more from your parents than you do your friends. If you're learning more from your friends than you do your parents, you've got something out of order. And it needs to be fixed. Because that's not God's design. And I want to include grandparents. 
parents and grandparents. Now the scripture here says, you know, mainly your parents, but obviously grandparents did have a role. And so I think that we can include that family element needs to be open to you or you need to be open to that family element that you're going to be listening to and being influenced by. So it's God, number one, parents and grandparents, and then that extended family, number two. Number three is me. Me. You need to be listening to me. God first, family second, and me third. I'm, I'm telling you, me. Lee Brewer, your pastor. Sean Powell, your family life minister. Needs to be number three. Nathan and Annie Bob, your youth ministers, need to be number three. Number three needs to be your Sunday school teachers, your Bible study teachers needs to be number three. You need to be influenced more by me than you do your friends. There needs to be this thought process going on in your life. The, the, your, your friends say, let's go do this. You need to begin to think, what does God think about that? What do my parents think about that? And what does Brother Lee think about that? you got three wonderful things. Wonderful? <laughs> you got three wonderful functions that are available to you. You've got your church family to listen to and be influenced by. So God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, parents, grandparents, people in your family, Number three, your church family. Listen, listen to them. Number four, your inner conscience. Your knower that you have inside of you. You have a wonderful gift of God inside of you. You belong to the Lord, so the Holy Spirit lives in you. You have a knower in here. You know when something's right and you know when something's wrong. Now, that's number four in the list while you are young because you're still learning how that works. And you need to have that process in mind. Someone comes along and says, hey, let's go do this, whatever this is. Let's skip school. Let's stay out late. Let's go to that party. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Whatever that might be. Let's cheat on that test. What does God think about that? What does God think about cheating on a test? Anybody here willing to say God's okay with it? No. You can't even get past that first deal. But if it's, a, if it's something that's not specifically ready, if it's something that eh, you may be able to say, we're not quite sure what God has to say about that, and that's really hard fetch, hard to really realize. But if you get that, what does mom and dad think about that? And then what does Brother Lee think about that? What does my family, my, my church family think about that? And then sit down for a minute and really listen to your inner knower. And when you hear that still small voice say, no, know that that's from the Lord. And learn to obey that knower. Learn to listen to that knower. Learn to recognize when your conscience says to you, hey, knucklehead, this is nothing but trouble. 
Don't go over there. Don't go do that. Resist that temptation. Walk away from that opportunity. Say no. Be laughed at. Be willing to be laughed at because it's the right thing to do. And the last thing is, the order of influence in your life, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, number two, your parents, number three, me, your church ministers, your family, your teachers, your guide in the body of Christ, the brothers and sisters of the Lord, four, your conscience, and number five, the right people, the right people versus the wrong people. It's okay to listen to what your friends have to say as long as they're the right people. If the right people will influence you to do the right things. The right people will influence you to think the right things. The wrong people will not. Today you need to go home and you need to make your list of all the people that are involved in your life and that you're listening to. People that influence you the, the, and, and write down their names and just think about how they've influenced you this week. Is it right or wrong? What's going on there? And man, I'm here to tell you, if it's wrong, then you need to understand that and put yourself in the right position towards that. Don't listen to the wrong people. In the church or out of the church, don't listen to the wrong people. Don't be influenced by the wrong people. Coming home from California this past week, this, this young Marine sat next to me and Susan. They had a long conversation with me. We were watching the Astros and the Dodgers, and it was fun. And he was a lot of fun. He was, he was a hoot. And uh, I was enjoying his company. And he said, what's that tattoo on your arm about? Ding, 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 ding. Here we go. I mean, I just can't wait for that. What does that tattoo mean? All right. We have two hours to go. <laughs> and so here we go. And so I start. I went from uh, the rhino crash about um, the young girl with, with Naaman in the water. I went with my, my uh, uh, oldest granddaughter being in that safari park in, in San Diego and saying her favorite animal is a rhino. I went through all that. And I started sharing the message of Jesus with him. I started sharing what my life was before Christ, about what Christ has done in me, and, and I, I'm laying it all out there, and he's listening, he's asking questions, and he's with me, so I know that, that he, he's, at least he's being very uh, kind to me, and, and I'm, I'm rolling, I live for this, man, two hours sitting here, you know, we'll go watch the game a little bit, talk about it, but then go right back to it. He started asking me some real serious questions, and I answered him best I could, and, and finally he says, Man, I'm hearing you, and I, I really respect what you're telling me. But here's the deal. I was raised by my grandmother. And my grandmother is the most hateful, cynical, critical, judgmental Christian I've ever met. I mean, when, when my grandmother asked me about what I do in the Marine Corps and, and being involved in, in this and that and the other, there's nothing but judgment in her. And all I heard from her growing up was, you better do this and you better not do that. And he said, I didn't see any of that stuff in her life, though. She was a hypocrite. 
She would, she would gossip about people. She would slander people, he said. She was mean to people. And she would go to church on Sunday, and she would come home, and she would just beat me up that I didn't go. And, and I never was able to really tell her, Grandma, the reason I don't go to church is because of you. And I'm hearing this, and I'm going, yeah, I understand, man. I understand. Now listen to me. What you've been exposed to, I said, is religion. You've been exposed to the fake, to the superficial. You've been exposed to rules without love. You've been exposed to the height of hypocrisy. And I said, dude, it is a problem in the church. He said, well, how do you deal with that? Because it sounds like you, you want to do the right thing and be real about this. I said, you're right. I said, I, 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 all my ministry, I've fought it. I preach against it. I teach against it. I, I'm against fake. I, I'm against people putting on their Sunday best and living like the world Monday through Saturday. I'm against that. I think it's wrong. I think it's one of the greatest injustices we've done to the gospel uh, as the church today. And I said, friend, listen, if you will be open to the real Jesus, to the real Jesus, if, if you allow yourself to be exposed to the right people, I believe the Lord's going to show you something really different than your grandma. Than your grandma. I want to apply that to you. He is influenced towards Christ or away from Christ by a bad, bad, hypocritical model of what it means to live for Jesus. His grandmother of all things. Young people, listen to the right people. Be influenced by the right people. Second, fathers, verse 4. Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Now, that's a good beginning for parenting. That's a good place to begin, dads. Obviously, there, it's an illustration of fathers not provoke your children to anger. Now, moms are, can be included in that. So we can say parents, parents, don't provoke your kids to anger. Show them truly, not like Sean's grandma, but show them truly every single day what it looks like to follow the Lord. Now, back to children, just for this one thing. Because the Scripture here says, fathers, don't provoke your children to an anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with a discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Children, teenagers, young people, listen to me. Time, time is very important to you. How you spend your time. Now, you spend so much time at school, so much time at your practices, so much time on the weekends with your extracurricular things. You probably go to school all day long. You go to your practice, band or whatever it is, music lessons or football, baseball, whatever's going on. And then after that, you go home and you, you might watch a TV show or something, or, but you may eat, you may pass your mom and dad in the hallway, and they say, how was school today? And you say, good. And then you go and get on your phone. 
and you may go all day long without your mom and dad having an opportunity to talk with you. You're not being open to their instruction. Proverbs says that wisdom shouts in the streets. You've got to be open to the teaching of wisdom. And if you're not open, you're going to miss it, and you're not making the most of your opportunities. On the other hand, moms and dads, if that's going on in your home, put a stop to it right now. Take that phone away. Have some real boundaries to that. You be sure that in this, this time problem, and, and make the most of your time because these days are evil, time is, is going by fast, and, and you need to be sure that you have all the time you need to sit down every single day with your kids and talk with them. Talk with them. When they're younger, the relationship gets built. As they get older, there is a fight for the time to sustain that relationship today. you got to fight that. It's more important that your children sit down and listen to you talk about your day and how your walk with God is going and what's important in life and what really matters to the Lord and what you're going through and what they're going through and how life is going on and how the family is moving forward and the decisions that are taking place and the challenges you have than them looking on Instagram or the Facebook or the instant chatter or the chatterbox or whatever those things are. You, you just, I mean, what good is that? By the way, I've told this before, but Facebook is so wrong. Let me tell you why. It's not true. It's not accurate descriptions of how life is. How many times have, have you seen someone saying, yummy dinner, yummy lunch. I love this guy. He loves me. She loves me. Life is wonderful for us. And it's not true. But they want everybody to believe that their life is so much better than everybody else's. Look at me, look at me, love me, hug me, like me, please like me. No, love me, love me, push the love. I got 99 likes, only one love, oh man. It's not factual, it's not true. And, and we live in that world and it's, it's hurting relationships. So mom and dad, here you go. Don't provoke your kids to anger. Now, you need to know what to taught, what to caught, and what to ought. Not good English, I know, but it's my way I think. Your kids are going to learn by what is taught, by what is caught, and by what is ought. That's how they're going to learn. I had a real interesting experience last week at Camp Pendleton. Uh, Lexi was playing in a soccer tournament that evening, and there was one game after another. And so we were there from like 6.30 to about 9.30 that night. It was the end of the year deal. Or 5.30 on, I think it was. Anyway, there's five soccer games going on at one time. Kids are playing everywhere. It's all the Marine base. It's all the Marines coming together, families, wives, and the, and the, the husbands that are not deployed. And there's a lot of that going on. And there's a lot of talk and, and you know, wish daddy was here and stuff like that. A lot of FaceTiming so, or recording so dad can get this, you know, because he's no telling where. 
which I was very aware of and watching all the dynamics of all this going on. Well, with all this activity going on, across the fields was one of the headquarter places where they had the main flag and they began playing the evening colors. Now I was sitting in a little lawn chair and I was watching the game and it caught me by surprise in that the game I was watching and I was spending time with, Alexi wasn't playing at that time, but immediately every game stopped. And every kid, I didn't care if they were two years old, three years old, they were all standing facing the flag at attention. Every single one. Immediately. Now, I'm trying to find, I want to, I want to take that. I want to take that. I'm looking for my phone so I can put it on Facebook so people will like me and love me. <laughs> and I get, I can't get it outside. So I do the deal best I can, you know, because, man, it, I, I had goosebumps all over me when I saw that. Now, how did that happen? Well, it's been taught. It's been taught. It's been taught by their mothers and fathers. It's been taught by all the Marines around them. It's been taught by all the older Marine kids. I, I, I don't know. I want to talk with my son and say, hey, dude, have you ever had this conversation with children? When you hear the, when you hear the colors, stop and face it. I don't know that he's had that conversation with him. But they have that conversation at school all the time. It happens at school every morning when they're there. When they do the colors, they all stand up, whatever they're doing. It's been taught. It's been caught. Priya is two and a half going on 15. Priya stood up. Now, she was kind of moving around a little bit. You know why she stood up? Because her mama stood up. Her grandparents stood up. The coaches stood up. Everybody there stood up and faced the flag. And so I watched her and I said, she's learning by what she's catching. It's caught. And then I think it all continues because of they're all taught that it's an ought. You ought to do this. You will do this. This is what we do. Of course, I wanted to... to uh, tweet the NFL commissioner and all the NFL players says, come to Camp Pendleton and watch the little kids play soccer and see what happens when evening colors happens here. They could learn a great deal from that because the flag means what it needs to mean to those people. So it's been taught to them. And, and as I was thinking about this scripture, this is the day we're going to talk about that, I was thinking, man, you know, not provoking a children to wrath teaching them, growing them up with the discipline and instruction of the Lord, it comes through what is taught, what is caught, and what is ought. Now, you can teach something all day long, but if your kids don't see it in you, and they don't see you reinforcing it by your example, I don't think it's going to catch on with them. We can preach sermons all day long, but if we don't live out those sermons, the kids are not going to see what it means to live for the Lord. They're not going to see it. 
So, moms and dads, don't provoke your kids to anger by not nurturing your kids, instead controlling them. By controlling all the paths of your kids, hovering over them, smothering them with decisions. Don't provoke your kids to anger by, by always reinforcing that failure cannot be tolerated. That failure somehow or another is a bad thing when the truth is failure is not a bad thing. When, when you have about you that, that you are about the rules and you're about the performance rather than the relationship with your kids, that'll provoke them to anger. What you need to avoid and resist with all your heart, performance-based relationships. When you're living your glory days to your kids, you'll provoke your kids to anger. Or when you're reliving what you have perceived to be glory days and really weren't through your kids. When you have an unrealistic expectation for your kid. I've, I've often thought how horrible it would have been if, if I would have been the son of a mathematician. How horrible that had been for him. How horrible those teacher conferences would have been for him. A PhD in math, teaching math at Texas A&M. Your son is two years behind math in a class. Uh, can you imagine if, if my relationship with my dad, who had a PhD in mathematics, was based on whether or not I could do math like him? You know, it had been horrible for him been real horrible for him. When, when you have unrealistic expectations of your kids, you provoke them to anger. You provoke them to anger. So, moms and dads, because you belong to the Lord, don't provoke your kids to anger and show them by what you say and teach, by how you live, what it means to follow the Lord. Holy Spirit-filled homes. Because you belong to the Lord, children, obey and honor your mom and dad. Parents, don't provoke your kids to anger, but raise them up in the way of the Lord by what is taught, by what is caught, and by what is ought. When the evening colors are sounded, Everyone should face the flag and be at attention. When decisions need to be made because of the foundation that have been laid, because we belong to the Lord, the decisions need to be made based on what matters to the Lord. Man, you got a lot of work to do today, moms and dads. You got a lot of work today. You don't have time for rest. You have time to sleep. You can't be lazy about parenting today. You got to know what your kids are exposed to. You got to know who your kids are hanging around. You got to know when to hold them and when to let them go. You got to be wiser than you've ever been. You've got to know when to step in and, and keep them from harm. And you got to know when to step out and let it happen. You got to know when it's best that your kid doesn't make the team. You got to know when it's best, when it's best for your kid to fail something and learn the lessons of failing. 
you got to learn who you allow to influence your kids and who you don't. You got to learn that this crazy desire in culture today for moms and dads to be best friends with their kids is harming kids. And you need to get self-assurance, security you need to have to be able to have your children not like you for a while. And it's okay. And they will or they won't get over it. But you have a responsibility to train them up in the way of the Lord. Holy Spirit-filled homes is what the Lord wants. Let's pray. Lord, I lift up all our families to you today. Moms and dads here, single moms, single dads. I, I lift up uh, blended families to you today, Lord, for the struggle that they experience with that. I, I, I just want to lift up families to you today, Lord, that might be in some conflict or turmoil. I pray, Lord, they'll find the hope from you, the strength from you to endure for those, Lord, perhaps the foundation has been knocked away. Help them to get that foundation back in place, Lord. And, and I just pray that you'll give the wisdom, the knowledge, the desire for young people and parents to have a relationship that's because of you. That's because of the Holy Spirit's leadership in their lives. And that they are filled with the Holy Spirit in their home. And Lord, that what you want matters most. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, come forward.